We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guy Cody here joining me, friend of the show. It's been a while, Mr. Kevin Bowen himself. Kevin, how you doing, man? Cody, doing great, man. Happy early birthday to you. Appreciate um, that. Not going to act like I knew that before we chatted, but <laughs> a, a, a happy early birthday to you. And uh, a little happy Mother's Day, I guess, everybody out there as well. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, Man, what a crazy weekend we just came out, came out of here. And uh, NFL Draft, the Indianapolis Colts added eight new players to their roster, including some other guys in the undrafted free agent market. And I know, Kevin, you did an article here recently about a similar topic. All right, who are some players now, based off of the draft, who are positively and negatively impacted by this draft? So I thought, thought we could start positively and then we can move our way to the negatives. Who are some guys right off the bat that stand out to you from this draft uh, you know, the Colts obviously had, you know, four picks within the first three rounds, uh, primarily focused on offense for the first three picks then traded back up in the draft, got a safety in Nick Cross, and then addressed some other positions on day three. But who are some guys immediately that come to mind for you that you would say were positively impacted by this draft? Yeah, I think you start with probably two guys that I put on the opposite side of this list after free agency, and that would be Matt Ryan and Jonathan Taylor. Um, just the fact that you've added more in the passing game, specifically with Taylor and certainly Ryan as well. You added an offensive lineman that I think at the worst is your sixth offensive lineman. Uh, could be a starter. Um, improves your depth, run blocking, pass blocking, and those sorts of things. Obviously, Jelani Woods and Alec Pierce are going to help you out uh, in the passing game to some degree. We'll see how much, but um, important pieces there for Ryan and you know maybe take a little pressure. You, know, you think about Pierce and his big playability, especially early in the season. If he can strike a few times outside the numbers, you know, does that move a safety a little bit over, you know, to those numbers? Does that open up something, you know, either down the middle of the field in the pass game or for JT, you know, taking a safety out of the box, something like that? So those are two guys I put atop the list. I think you could throw um, Isaiah Rogers and Brandon Faison in there, cornerback wise. You know, for those that watch the With the Next Pick series, you will have caught that, you know, Chris Ballard mentioned corner as one of those needs, even at 42. And just with how everything fell, they obviously didn't address corner until round seven. And who knows if Rodney Thomas is even a corner 
He's got some position flex. So um, I would say those two guys in, in their hopes to, you know, fill out the nickel package, one of the two was Stephon Gilmore and Kenny Moore. I put them as well. I didn't have this in my story, but I, it, you know, Kenny or uh, Ben Banigou is probably one to throw in there just because they didn't take any edge rusher. I don't, similar to corner, I don't think there's a lot of edge coming in the undrafted free agent class either. Um, I don't know. Banigou's so low on the roster for me, it's hard to really call him a true winner, but, you know, he is probably someone that you could throw on that list as well. So, yeah, those are maybe I'm forgetting somebody, but I, I would say those are the ones that, that really kind of stood out to me. I think one you also mentioned was Rodrigo Blankenship because the oh, Colts yeah. did not add a kicker at all, um, which would must signal that they are very confident in his abilities coming off that injury. So, yeah, I mean, I think I totally agree with you there, Matt Ryan, Jonathan Taylor. I could maybe, you know, make the argument for like a Michael Pittman, that be, you know, being that true number one guy. He's has a lot of focus, obviously, this season on him. Getting a guy like Alec Pierce, could that potentially take some, you know, do, the, some of that double coverage off of him and stuff? Obviously, if Pierce is. How productive is he? You know, that's a debate for another time. But yeah, I think definitely, certainly Matt Ryan, I think is the biggest winner because now you got him some protection, got him some weapons. Those are the big things that I know you and I were both like, Colts, what are you doing, man? Like you have not addressed, you've had your tight end retire. You let Zach Pascal walk. Like, what are you doing? You're not, you're not addressing it. You're not helping Matt Ryan out. Why are you bringing him in? You're not going to give him some weapons. So yeah, for sure. Hot rod. Um, I'm glad you brought that up as well because, you know, it's weird. You're, you're, you're sitting there Saturday, and I'm not going to lie. I got to the complex kind of early in the fourth round. I'm thinking, oh, this would be a good time to, you know, write some stories and just, you know, kind of do a little bit more research and intel into those day two picks. And all of a sudden, these kickers start coming off the board. I'm like, what in the world? You know, like that just <laughs> catches your attention. I'm like, you know, usually really only when quarterbacks come off the board do you pay a lot of attention to it. And all of a sudden, you see all these kickers. and um the fact that again, no kicker in the draft, and then you know, so far in the undrafted class, it doesn't look like a whole lot, if anything. There, we'll see if there's a mini camp tryout that that leads to something. Yeah, I would certainly put Hot Rod on that list as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, with winners, there's also going to be some losers, and I feel like there's a decent amount of guys because the Colts did have a lot of those picks in that second and third round that can make immediate impacts. Who are some guys that immediately come to mind for you, Kevin? That you think? are probably going to be negatively impacted or certainly going to have their seat be a little bit warm on this roster. Yeah. Um, again, not necessarily seat warm right now or anything like that. I mean, he's going to start for you. We won. Uh, but I think Kari Willis is atop the list. Um, you know, yes, Gus Bradley, I think, is open-minded to playing more defensive backs, more safeties, especially this season. But, you know, when you think about where you spent the draft pick, at safety, there comes a point in time and just how much money can you invest in that position? Um, you know, I thought Bobby Okereke could kind of be in this situation entering the draft. Well, now I feel like Kari Willis has kind of taken what I thought Okereke could be in that sort of position as you're in a contract year. The difference being Kari's battled a few more injuries. Um, and it's not because the staff doesn't like him. The staff really likes him. But um, we got to remember, it's a new defensive coordinator as well. And Gus Bradley's voice has been heard clearly with some roster moves this offseason. And you do wonder if, if this is another one where, you know, maybe to Gus Bradley, um, Kari Wills isn't at that level that, you know, Eberflus uh, viewed him or, or something along those lines. Um, so certainly he's going to help you out this year. Um, Julian Blackman come back from the Achilles and all of that. So 
this isn't necessarily a 2022 quote unquote loser, but I think when you look forward to that second contract, I get it. Nick Cross can play on a rookie deal for a while, but at some point, a Nelson extension, a Pittman extension, a Taylor extension, you just can't give multi year deals to all the guys that you want to. And I could see Kari getting that somewhere else. Hell, I could see him getting it in Chicago. He strikes me as kind of a, a Bears type safety. Um, so I'd put him there. You know, Blackman to a degree. It's just – it's one of those things where you, you, you just don't want one more injury. I mean, if you get one more serious injury, you can't ignore it for how, how good of a player he is. So I thought those two were the two that pretty clearly stood out to me. A guy that I expected to be on the loser list, um, it was Matt Pryor enter, entering the draft. You, you, you felt like they were finally going to draft the tackle somewhat early. Now. You know, when they didn't draft one in round two, and then they took Jelani Woods right there at the start of, or I guess at their first pick in three, you know, for a few picks there, Bernard Ryman is still on the board. But if you're in the Matt Pryor camp, you're thinking, oh boy, did we dodge it? Um, now they take Ryman, and we'll see. Um, you know, I think him and Pryor will be that competition at left tackle. Do either of them, does Pryor factor in at right guard at all? I, I think that's Danny Pinter's job, but Pryor does have some experience there. Uh, but still, I, I would label him in there now. It's more of a competition than it maybe was this, this time last week. Um, and I don't the, the other name, Cody, I feel like it's been mentioned a good amount. And I guess curious your thoughts on it as well. I'm not as much in the Kylan Granson is squarely in that loser category as a lot of other people. Because I just think Granson's a different body type than really the other three guys in the room. I mean, he is a split-out, Trey Burton type of you know chess piece, which is not what Mo Cox or Jelani Woods or Drew Ogletree, assuming Ogletree makes you know an, an early impact, which remains to be seen. There's a you know pretty steep jump in competition for him. So um, I don't view Granson as much in that light. I get it. You know, there are probably some things that, you know, he needs to tighten up, certainly, but um, I put him on the list just because they did draft two tight ends, and it's the first time they've done that in, in a decade, but still, I don't put him as maybe high up on the list as the others. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you, because like, what other tight end on this roster does what he can do, right? Like, right. what other tight end can offer you that, you know, the you know, obviously, we don't know what Jelani Woods, but, you know, he's still pretty raw at this point, he's He's got some things you like, but yeah, I mean, there's not like a true like receiver, receiver tight end outside of Granson. I think right now, I think you're absolutely right. Um, and I think you need all those skill sets, right? I mean, we saw, I know obviously this is maybe comparing apples to oranges a little bit, but like with Eric Ebron, right? Like you saw, you needed that kind of tight end, that vertical threat down the field to allow you to do what you were able to do. Now I'm not going to say he's going to have 15 touchdowns or anything crazy like that, but you know, like you need those different guys with different skill sets. And so, yeah, I think that, you know, maybe maybe it does cut into his playing time a little bit, but I don't think that necessarily means that he's a loser because I think they certainly want to see Jelani Woods get a lot of playing time or, or a decent amount for his rookie year because took him pretty high. So, yeah, I, I think I definitely agree with you there. I'm just trying to think of any other positions that you know potentially could be viewed as a loser, and I really can't think of any right now, Kevin, but um, – I think the, the good thing was the Colts added some competition, right? Some key positions, right? They added competition wide receiver, added it at, um, you know, obviously left tackle, they added it at safety, which I think is very interesting as well. Like that was a pick. I was shocked that they traded back up. Like I thought they were done, man. And and right. I, it's funny because 
Derek actually was streaming it, and he actually ended the stream before the Colts traded back up. And he's like, oh, man, what in the heck? So <laughs> they must love Nick Cross or something, man. You know, it's funny you say that. I thir- cer- certainly, certainly, excuse me, thought the same thing. Um, and, yes, actions speak louder than words. They love him. I mean, clearly, you know, the fact that you're willing to do that, I asked, we had Stephen Holder on our morning show uh, Wednesday morning, and it kind of popped in my head, you know, you sit down and whatever, have a beer with Chris Ballard, and you just ask him, all right, which pick do you love the most? Not, you know, who do you think will be the best player, but who do you love the most? My first thought was cross, but again, I, I think back to it more, and if you watch the with the next pick, the final episode, it might be Jelani Woods. Um, and certainly Frank Reich, it, it had a little bit of a Taylor Pittman feel to it of like, can we get both? Yeah. That that sort of aspect to it. Um, and again, the fact that Woods is such a unique athlete um, and plays a position that, you know, I feel like that position can have just a lot of the same, a lot of interchangeability. But if you can find a guy that really separates himself from the other tight ends, it, it, you can slot that as one of the more important positions, you know, on your team or in the league. Um, you know, I think we put kind of quarterback, wide out, edge, left tackles, corner kind of in that, you know, tier one. But if you've got a Kittle or you've got a Waller or you got a Kelsey, that can all of a sudden, you know, kind of slot you up into that tier one. So Woods has got a long way to go, certainly. But I feel like if you ask them the picks they love the most, it probably goes Woods and then and then Cross uh, would would be my guess. I never thought the Colts would find another tight end bigger than Mo Ali Cox, but here we are. <laughs> it's wild, man. That that draft talk about you know off athleticism, man. That RAS score for Jelani Woods ten out of ten. I've never seen anything like it. That's crazy to me. Like you can find a player that's a ten out of ten. Like that's unheard of. Like that's yeah. just absolutely bizarre. So. Um, but I was wondering also, you know, kind of talking about wide receiver with Alec Pierce. Are there any of these wide receivers? Because we all know Ballard's been on the record, right? He said, we like our guys. You know, Frank Reich has said, we like our guys. These guys have said that. They've backed their guys, which a lot of people read into that and got really upset with Frank Reich and Chris Ballard about that. But like you said, actions speak louder than words. And the Colts, you know, with their first pick, they knew they had a need at wide receiver. So are there any of these wide receivers that, you know, if you didn't address it, might have got more of a, a chance to make an impact on this roster or certainly vie for more playing time that you think now maybe are quote-unquote losers? Yeah, that, that's a good question. Um, part of me says you could slot just about any of them in the winner category, but I really think you could probably put the slot guys more into that category than the big guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so the names I think of immediately are kind of Campbell and Kiki Kuti. You know, Ashton Doolin, I think, has got a little bit of flexibility there, whereas Patman and Strawn, you know, I get it. It's enticing to throw all the big guys out on the field at once, but, you know, you do want guys that kind of excel in the middle of the field with, with those routes um, versus, you know, just having a bunch of basketball players out there. Um, so if I had to, you know, specifically kind of nail down a couple there in the wideout room, I would say Campbell and Kuti. Uh, Michael Harris, I believe, is still on the roster as well. He'd be someone that'd slot in there. So, you know, when, when the debate, you know, at 42, certainly at 53, and I think he just won a few picks after Pierce. But when you saw where Sky Moore came off the board, I think that is where you saw the whole, you know, big versus slot. Um, so I, I would say those those couple names. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I did have a question to stay with the wide receivers, and I want to get your opinion on this. I don't know if I've heard it yet. Um, do you potentially think the Colts should add a vet wide receiver in there? Because it's young. It's a very young group right now. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be opposed to bringing T.Y. Hilton back. Um, and I don't look at it from a, you know, Hollywood script feel to it. I look at it from, you know, they've basically told us that Carson Wentz's play influenced a lot of the lack of wide receiver production last season. Well, doesn't Hilton fall into that group as well? Um, you know, I, his injuries last year were not Julio Jones nagging hamstring that you really worry about lower body. Um, it was, it was a neck injury. Um, so that shouldn't affect necessarily his speed or his quickness or things like that. Uh, by no means am I acting like Hilton can come in here and definitely be a one a or whatever he thinks money deserved wise, you know, compared to how much he made last year. I'm not saying that, but I just think there's so much youth in that room. There's a guy that gets it. There's a guy that I think commands, um, you know, some, some ears. He's not a big talker, but when he does talk, I think a lot of people listen. Um, and I think that's not something you always see at the wide receiver position as well. So, yeah, I would look into bringing him back. I mean, the other names, Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham, and, you know, it's a little bit of an older group, I feel like, besides them, from Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley and all of that. Um, I, I do. You know, I, I don't necessarily agree with the people that are like, no, you can't go out and sign a veteran wide out. You don't want to stunt the growth of these young guys. Well, I mean, the, these young guys, a lot of them are day three picks or even undrafted free agents. It's not like you've got right. young guys that are, you know, so many people I think compared to the defensive line last year, you know, Torre was a second round pick. Banigou was a second round pick. You know, Pay was a first rounder. Uh, Tyquan Lewis, a second rounder. And we saw how that worked out. <laughs> and, you know, those are the, right. those are the high draft picks. So um, I get it. Everyone just wants to blame Wentz for everything, <laughs> but you know, at, at some level, I feel like you just need another veteran voice, not only wideout wise, but you know, your tight end room is extremely young as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that would help when you kind of group all the pass catchers or even just all the skill players together. Yeah. It's an extremely young group. Mo Ali Cox is the vet, which is absolutely nuts because he's yeah, not, he's not old himself. So yeah, absolutely bizarre, but all right, Kevin, well, I appreciate you coming on, man. Um, it's always fun to have you on. We'll have to have you on sooner rather than later because I know it's been a while. Um, but, uh, man, I hope you have a great rest of your day, great rest of your weekend. And uh, I know you said you're in a wedding this weekend or you're going to a wedding. So I hope that's great for you, man. And, and thank you guys for tuning in. Really appreciate all your support. As always, guys, be sure to hit that like button, subscribe, all that good stuff. Check out Kevin's work over there. Kevin, where can they find you and your work and social media and all that good stuff? Yeah. K Bowen 1070 on social and then uh, 107.5, the fan.com do a morning show as well every morning from seven to 10 AM. So yeah. Check out my Twitter. You'll see some links in there. But uh, happy birthday, man. And uh, everybody, have a great weekend. Yep. All right, guys. Take care. And as always, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. 
Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.